Good morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And it's time for a coffee break. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh my god. Hi everybody. It's almost Christmas. Hi guys. <laughs> Some of you may not celebrate Christmas and to that I would say happy holidays to you. Yes. We are this week going to be reading some creepy pasta Christmas stories. Yes. And if you guys aren't aware, coffee breaks are our mini episodes and we just do whatever the heck we want and talk about whatever the heck we want. So that's what we're doing. You guys, let us gather around the coffee pot or the cocoa pot. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. And Abby and I are going to read some Christmas creepy pastas. So let's let this coffee break begin. I'm going to start. This one is called Christmas, written by Cafe Legendary. Oh. And all of these stories are going to be in the show notes for you guys to read yourselves or find yourselves. Okay. Here we go. Christmas, written by Cafe Legendary. I could never sleep well in hotels. I guess that's somewhat of an understatement. I could never sleep well in general. But hotels were the worst. Just the thought that the previous occupant of this bed is a complete stranger was a repulsive was repulsive in my mind but that's beside the point what i'm getting at is how this lack of sleep in hotels changed my life christmas we were spending christmas in a bleep <laughs> hotel and not with and not with family great <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's not like I didn't enjoy the all-you-can-eat buffet of soggy hash browns and grits for Christmas Eve dinner. Of course, the first snow of the season had to cancel our flight down to Virginia. It was Christmas Eve, and I was trying to sleep in this bleach-saturated room. My mind was wandering, wondering what happened in here to cause such an excessive amount of bleach needed. Yikes. Oh, no. This room was nothing out of the ordinary. Two beds, one for my dad and I, and another for my sister and my mom. A bathroom and a stained microwave that looked in need of a good dusting. Somehow I escaped the room and the stench of bleach into a dreamless sleep. Waking up, I could tell it was early morning. My dad was next to me snoring, and he usually wakes up before 4 a.m. That's when it hit me. It's Christmas, and I was about to let this bad fortune ruin my favorite holiday. Looking across the bed at the clock to check the time is when I noticed it. The silhouette of a man, about 6'3", that is very specific, Yeah. across the room, <laughs> staring at my mom sleeping. Ew. Still half asleep and caught up in the moment I couldn't help but of thinking of Santa Claus. <laughs> Wow! I realized how stupid the thought was, <laughs> and horror soon filled my head. I choked back a shriek. I knew I couldn't let him see me awake, so I quietly put my head back down, pretending to sleep. My mind was racing. Someone was in my room, and I couldn't do anything. I was a scrawny 16-year-old. This man looked like he was built like an ox. <laughs> 
I wondered if I could wake my dad up in time, but I knew that wouldn't work. He slept like a rock. A bucket of water couldn't get him up fast enough. What? I was practically in tears. I'd never felt so helpless. For a second time, I choked back a scream. He was standing next to me, and I could feel and hear his repulsive breath on my face. Ew. It smelled like he had been eating rotten meat for a week now, and with no thought to brush his teeth. Barf! If he didn't know I was awake, surely he did know. Seeing my face was contorted in fear. The breathing stopped, and I couldn't help the sigh of relief. I would have kicked myself, but there was no need. What? I would have kicked (laughs) myself, but there was no need. Okay. All right. I heard the room door open and close. I launched out of bed. Nothing in the room was in disarray, and my family was still asleep. That couldn't have been a dream. I couldn't have imagined it. Feeling awake as ever, I... A horrible idea popped into my head, and before I could push it away, I was pulling the door open. What? Glancing back to the door in order to memorize the room number, I saw the giant spray-painted black X on the door. Oh! Had I seen this without prior experience, I probably would have thought it was just some stupid kids, but I knew better. But not enough to know what it was for oh my heart skipped a beat there he was turning the corner at the end of the hall why am i doing this i tailed him down to the parking lot he was nowhere in sight one moment he was walking out the lobby the next he's gone (gasps) realizing how cold it was outside in the paper thin pajamas i was wearing i returned to the lobby no one was around strange i could swear there was usually a night concierge Adrenaline wearing off, I realized how stupid and rash my actions had been. He could have killed me. I cursed myself back up the stairs. (laughs) I knew something was wrong when I got to my floor. The door to my room was wide open. I hadn't left it that way, right? I walked inside and after a quick search of the room, I determined it safe and my family was still asleep. I locked the door and got back into bed, though I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I listened to my dad get up and eventually my mom followed, but I still pretended to sleep. A few hours passed and my grandparents got my sister, whoop, a few hours passed and my parents got my sister and I up. We got to the door and made our way back to the airport. Digging through my bag to grab my iPod led to finding, led to the finding of something that hadn't been in there the previous day. <gasps> a note that simply held the five words I still think about to this day. I knew you were awake. It's now been two months since the hotel experience. I'm scared for my life and it gets worse every day. That note I found wasn't the only one. I still receive them. Ooh, creepy. It's the most wonderful time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. All right. The War on Christmas by Jennifer, 1911. Todd sat up in his bed. His digital clock read 4.03. Too early, he thought. His mother told him that no matter how excited he was, he had to stay in bed until at least five. With a sigh, he flopped back onto the twin mattress and pulled the warm down comforter back over his face. But he knew that sleep wouldn't come. He was way too excited. After all, it was Christmas Eve. Ever since the first snow began to fall, his excitement for the upcoming holiday became nearly palpable. 
The days seemed to drag on and on, each one longer than the next, as he counted down to the holiday. And now, the day was here. It was almost time. He rolled over again to steal a glance at his clock. 4.05. He had to find a way to make the time pass. He started counting. Not counting anything in particular. Just running his mind up the numbers. What? <laughs> it was a concentration tool that he had learned. Oh, okay. And he found it helped him pass the time during class when he was bored. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, you're counting though, Todd. What are you doing? <laughs> Jeez. He sat up with a gasp. He had fallen asleep. The cold morning light illuminated his room. With one motion, he jumped out of bed and looked at his clock. 7.43! How did this happen? Time? He shoved his feet into his dog face slippers and bolted down the stairs. Good morning, sleepyhead, Todd's mom smiled. I thought you were going to miss the big day. It's still pretty early, Mom. What are you talking about? Anyway, the smell of cinnamon French toast permeated the kitchen. Yum. Your breakfast is almost ready. After you eat, let's get showered and get you dressed and we'll go to the mall to see Santa. Are you ready to see Santa today? Todd grinned, showing his missing tooth. He just experienced the loss of his first baby tooth a few weeks ago and was pleased to have received a dollar from the tooth fairy for it. Not that he believed in something as silly as the tooth fairy. Of course I'm ready. I've been waiting for this forever. <laughs> Good, she replied. She already knew that was his answer. They had been talking about this day for a long time. She piled his plate high with French toast and while he was nearly too excited to eat, his mom's French toast was nothing to pass up. He ate every bite, dropped his fork, and darted upstairs to shower. As he dried himself off, he carefully examined the outfit that his mom had picked out for him for the occasion. A thick red sweater with reindeer appliques? Is that how you say that word? Oh, I should have been following along. I was listening to you. Like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> appliques? Appliques with reindeer. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it might be. A, it might have been misspelled. I don't. From Tumblr. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Just copy and pasted these. <laughs> a thick red sweater with reindeer. Brown cords. Warm. S brown cords. Oh, corduroy. <laughs> brown cords. <laughs> Warm socks and a pair of boots. Oh, that sounds like my everyday attire. He nodded in approval at her choices and quickly dressed himself. I approve, Mom. Within minutes, he was downstairs and his mom helped him finish getting ready. 30 minutes later, they were in the car on the way to the mall. It was almost time to see Santa. As the moment drew closer, his mood grew solemn. Todd's mom sensed it immediately. Are you sure you're ready for this? She asked. Yes. He replied soberly. <laughs> she pulled their red Corolla up to the front entrance of the mall and looked her son over. She opened his coat one last time to double check the explosives he wore strapped beneath <laughs> st strapped beneath his sweater. They were ready. This was it. I'll see you again someday, right, Mama? Todd asked, tears welling up in his eyes. Of course he will, she said sincerely. Of course he will. Now go tell Santa what you want for Christmas. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Gracie. Listen, I typed in short Christmas creepypastas, and oh. this was one of them. This is, I can't believe I just read this. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is this, warning. like, the Firefly family Christmas? <laughs> What's happening? These are the relatives you don't hear about because Todd exploded on Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that Ooh. was good. You did a good job wow. reading that. Thank you. Okay. So the next one I'm reading is called Christmas Number One. Because I think this is, must be a series, but Uh-oh. this one is short. So I picked it. Christmas Number One, Not a Creature Was Stirring by Michael DJ 54 My head was under the blanket, my hands over my ears, and my eyes squeezed shut as the noises seemed to finally end. After what felt like hours, I didn't dare move from my safe cocoon in the room and could only pull my hands away a few mere inches from my left ear to hear what may have been my last few moments on Earth. Oh. I always found it morbidly hilarious that Santa would be a murderer. (laughs) Or some kind of monster. It always made me and my big brother laugh. Yeah, so funny. He's not going to laugh anymore. (laughs) The last thing I'd hear is his screams and and choking gurgles and wet rips of flesh. Did mom and dad meet the same fate? Was I the only one left? Finally, I hear the sound of footfalls just outside my room before my door creaked open. I silently prayed that if something were to happen to me, that this doesn't happen to anyone else. If it means Santa doesn't hurt anyone else, I'll be the one to take the bullet. But what I see next horrifies me. He's standing in front of me, but not how I imagined him. He's covered in cuts and bruises, covered in black splotches of slimy, greasy... Icor? 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 Is that how you say that? I have no idea. Man, these creepypastas are like (laughs) next level English. I think I think they're done by children who are trying to find like they just type in like thesaurus, like another word for something else and like He's standing in front of me, but not how I imagined him. He's covered in cuts and bruises, covered in black splotches of slimy, greasy achor. His beard is torn and coated in the stuff. And his arm arm dangles loosely, or rather, what's left of it. In his eyes isn't malice, isn't anger, isn't rage, but terror. He reaches a mittened hand to my head and whispers, We gotta go, son. Whatever that thing is out there isn't going to stay down for long. What? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> it was Rudolph. He went rogue. <laughs> he got really angry. <laughs> oh, no. Make fun of my red nose one oh more time. <laughs> I just really want to know what Ichor is. <laughs> oh, my God. Ichor. Let's look it up. Okay. A fluid that flows like blood in the veins of the gods. 
<laughs> incredible. Oh my god, I'm using that every day of my life whenever I can. Oh my god. Oh. All right, last one, Abby. All right. This one's Christmas special number two, The Snow Globe Angel Told Secrets by Queen of Scots. The Snow Globe Angel told secrets, but they were not nice secrets. In the daytime, it was just an ordinary snow globe left to Laura by her grandmother. The angel poised regally in a golden gown, smiling blandly. Blandly? smile blandly Mm, this is all right i guess (laughs) silent night chimed sweetly when the globe was wound up but at night at night it whispered your father loves tim more than he does you he never wanted a girl oh your dad smothered your grandmother with a pillow he was sick of taking care of her. Oh. And more horrid secrets, but Laura couldn't stop listening. Then, one night, Tim hates all of you. He's going to kill you all Christmas Eve. He knows how to use your father's gun. Laura listened, as if in a trance. You can stop him, the angel whispered. A knife while he's asleep. Dreamily, Laura crept to the kitchen, got the big butcher knife, and crept up to Tim's room. Dreamily, she leaned over her sleeping brother, knife poised toward his throat when Tim's light flicked on. Laura! What the? Laura! Her father dashed into the room and had the knife out of her hand before Laura could even shake herself out of her dreamlike state. Laura's mother... Oh, okay, so wait, this is, like, later on. I guess time passes, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of stars. Time. Laura's mother sat morosely in Laura's bedroom. They'd just returned from another disheartening visit to the psychiatric ward. Laura was still mostly uncommunicative. She occasionally whispered, It was the snow globe angel. Don't listen to the snow globe angel. But was otherwise silent and staring. I only ever heard it play Silent Night, her mother thought, turning the snow globe in her hands. She wound it up. Your husband blames you for all this, it whispered. God dang! Oh, man. Wow. Moral of the story, don't collect snow globes. <laughs> I love these creepy pastas. They're so great. Well, I'm so glad you do it. <laughs> I'm going to read more in my spare time. <laughs> well, Abby, it looks like I'm all out of coffee. No. So it's time to go back to work. Actually, let's go back to hanging ornaments on the Christmas tree. Yeah. And also, don't you have like a mocha story to tell me also? Oh, I do have a mocha story. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, around Christmas time, I had coffee and I was like, you know what? This needs this needs like something else in it. And I was like, I'm going to add hot chocolate to it because I was like, this is revolutionary. Yes. So I added it and I was like, oh my God, why has nobody done this before? <laughs> well, <laughs> so... 
I like was like freaking out. I was like, this is so good. And so then the next day I went to a local coffee shop and I was like, hey, so I don't know if you guys do this here, but like, could you add like hot chocolate to my coffee? And they looked at me, the girl looked at me and she goes, do you mean a mocha? (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's what a mocha is. And she was like, yeah. So now whenever I make mochas at home, I call them Gracie mochas because I thought that I invented them. Okay, but can I tell you something? Sure. If we're going to get technical, technical talk with Abby Brown on Good Morning Nancy, where she tells you about technical coffee terms. That would actually be a cafe au lait with chocolate in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mochas are espresso. So she was wrong. Thank you. I feel validated now. (laughs) So now I don't feel so bad. (laughs) Yes. I was so embarrassed. I was like, you mean I didn't invent this? You guys, uh, thanks so much for joining us for this mini episode. We'd like to take this moment to mention our Lori Strode and Ellen Ripley patrons. We have Ashley, Chris, Keenan, Janelle, Jillian, Julie, Maggie, Shauna, Stacy, Felicia, Slops the Clown, Valerie, James, Jarvis, Travis, and Michael. You are all amazing. Ah, we love you so much. Yes. Next week, we are going to be taking some time off because it's Christmas. Yes. And then the week after that is New Year's. Yes. So you guys, we won't see you for two weeks. I know. But after those two weeks, we are going to be back with an amazing special episode about one of our favorite horror icons. Yes. And... It's going to be great. In the meantime, you guys, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodmorningnancy for some sweet extra content or start your holiday shopping. You got one week left. (laughs) And go to goodmorningnancy.com slash merch. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook at goodmorningnancy, Twitter at goodmorningnan, and Instagram at goodmorningnancypodcast. We're also on Tumblr at goodmorningnancy. Also, tell a friend and spread the word about our show. We love you all to death. Have a good morning. Bye. Bye.